with a bit of an experiment. So maybe you can go along with me on this journey. Uh, we started the shipping manifest a couple of years ago. And in that time, uh, we haven't really had a consistent schedule. And a lot of that comes down to the fact that me and Kelsey live, you know, in different time zones, and we also work opposite schedules. So she's working a normal person's schedule, and I work nights. So it can be a little tough to, to schedule something out and do that on a regular basis. So here is my idea. I'm going to be doing kind of a side podcast that is just me uh, talking about a game that I have played. Uh, and it'll be kind of a long form review sort of thing. Uh, and that way I can get something up on this feed on a more regular basis because since it's just me, I can record it at any point. Uh, so we don't have to worry about making sure uh, our schedules match up. And then, of course, the main show, Shipping Manifest, will still happen when we can make it happen. But this will at least uh, be something to go on the feed. Uh, so yeah, uh, and I'm going to call it Mayday Arcade. So uh, here's, I guess, the intro? I don't know. Let's try it. Welcome everyone to Mayday Arcade, where Maddie Parker will talk about whatever video game she's been playing. It might be a new one, it might be an old one. It'll be kind of a long form review, but let's get to it. Boom, smash cut. Okay, so now that we have the intro out of the way, let's get to the first game. Uh, and this is a game called Nexomon. Uh, Nexomon is a game that originally came out on PC back in 2017, but it just recently got brought to consoles uh, in September. Uh, and I had been kind of vaguely familiar with it, but uh, I had never played it because, as you'll learn from these podcasts, I'm pretty strictly a console gamer uh, because my laptop is old enough to be going to college. Uh, so PC gaming is not really on the table for me. So Nexomon is what you could generously say a Pokemon clone. And what that means is it has a bunch of monsters that you get to catch and you get to train and battle against different people and different monsters. And you go on a little adventure. Uh, so that's, that's pretty much the basics for where you start off from. And Nexomon is a very interesting game. Uh, because there are things that it you you can clearly see they were fixing an issue they had with Pokemon and in a lot of them they're very smart decisions things that I wish you could do in Pokemon because it would make it 
a little bit more of a customizable experience. So the first thing that you'll notice is when you uh, check out your Nexomon, you have a skills section on there. And essentially that's their moves. And in that menu, it shows every single move that that character will learn and it tells you exactly what level they learn it at. And that's super helpful. It doesn't tell you what the moves are. It'll just say uh, you will unlock this at level 25, that sort of thing. But once you unlock a move, it's just there for you to choose from. So you still have four moves that you have to assign, but you have the opportunity to mix and match different moves uh, depending on what you're looking for. So you have really uh, high strength ones, but they take away a lot of stamina. Uh, so you can definitely pace it out where you have a couple of smaller moves that are just going to do some solid damage and then you have your big beefy moves uh that you you know for when you want the killing blow uh and that gives you a pretty good feeling of customizing your battle experience and the other part of that is you operate off of each nexomon has their own stamina bar uh and that stamina bar goes for all of their moves. So instead of PP in uh, Pokemon games, you just have that one stamina bar. And it operates closer to like a magic system where uh, you just have this pool that you can operate off of and you're choosing different spells and it will just, each one costs a different amount of stamina. So an interesting piece to that is every time you level up, not only do you get a full heal, your stamina also refills. And this makes grinding amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Uh, because if you get into a rhythm where you're leveling up on a consistent enough basis, you're just constantly rehealing refilling that stamina and you don't have to worry about going to uh, a health center to heal your your nexomons because uh, you're just bumping them up and the other added part to that is early in the game you get the uh, xp share uh, which naturally just like in pokemon you turn it on and it splits all of your experience points across your entire team. Uh, so that is super helpful as well, because say you're getting to a point where your main one that you're trying to beef up or use in your battles gets too low and you don't really feel like using a potion, you can put them on the bench, move somebody up, and then do some fights and then the other Nexomon who's on the bench is still getting XP. So you can get to a point where they will level up while on the bench and that will heal them and fill up their stamina. And then you can bring them back in. So you get into this really good groove where you can cycle through 
different ones and while everybody is getting XP during those fights, you can kind of choose like for the area you're grinding in who's going to be the strongest to make those fights go the fastest and, you know, to maximize that leveling. Uh, so that is a, another really good piece uh, that is fun because one of my favorite parts of Pokemon games is grinding up levels, getting crazy strong, and then just bodying anyone that comes into my way. It is so satisfying to just have some trainer be like, oh, you you think you're so good. You're going down. And then you just trounce them in like one move and it feels good. And so I just could not love that part of it more. And something that I'm not getting into just yet is the Nexomon themselves. And I will say there are some really, really good designs. Uh, really fun, cool, interesting takes on a monster that you want to have in your party. And a lot of them, you know, you, you, you get the vibe of like, okay, this is their take on this Pokemon. And that makes sense. You know, it, it makes sense that that would be a source of inspiration. Uh, because, I mean, it's a Pokemon game and you can tell that they love Pokemon when you play this game. Uh, you can really feel just how much they care about this type of game. Uh, because there's just love poured into so much of this game. And... So while I will say most of the Nexomon are really well designed and, and they have cool, interesting looks that make them stand out, they made a very interesting choice in that you can't name your Nexomon. And I don't know if you're like me uh, when you play a Pokemon game. Uh, but I love giving my Pokemon fun, goofy names. I usually try and tie it to what they look like or what they do or, you know, things like that. Or even just things that they remind me of. Uh, and that is another layer of customization that Pokemon has over this because I always found that when I named my Pokemon, I, I got more attached to them. And I know this because there was a time where, I think it was when Diamond came out. I was coming back to Pokemon for the first time since uh, Red and Blue, actually. Uh, I had completely skipped uh, multiple generations in between. And so I wanted to learn the new Pokemon's names. And what that meant was I tried to go through that game without giving my own Pokemon any nicknames. 
and it felt much less personal. It felt much less like this is my team that I'm carrying through and more like this is just the names that Nintendo gave these characters. Uh, so it, it created this separation between me and my team and uh, I, I actually didn't end up finishing Diamond uh, because I just lost that connection and without that connection it just became harder and harder to keep coming back so back to nexomon not letting you change the names i get it because they're definitely trying to get their own names out there and create more of a connection with that i don't think they have any illusions about like their potential popularity like i think the people who made nexomon knew that it was never gonna even get to like monster rancher level you know let alone digimon and then pokemon so i don't think that's a part of it i think it's more just they were proud of what they had made and they wanted you to get that connection and I totally understand that. But some of these names are pretty bad. Uh, like, for instance, one of my team members uh, that I carried all the way through to the end of the game is uh, Firedog. Uh, and his name is, as, as one word, Abaddog, which you can see is... You know, there's layers to it because it's a bad in, and then there's also a bad dog just smushed together into one word. And you're like, okay, I can, I can see where you were going with that. I get it. Uh, but it just always looked so weird as if. I was playing somebody else's Pokemon game and they had done all the nicknames to my team. And I was, it just made that barrier a little tough. So I never really got the same level of connection uh, to anyone on my team. Uh, so that's a bummer. Uh, but the other part of that is because I was leveling up so much so fast, I got pretty locked in to a team real early on. So I didn't really bop around, try different combinations or anything like that. I pretty much just found my six and stuck with that unless I could catch something with a higher level that would replace somebody on my team for the most part it was just the same six uh so that's another thing that kind of prevented me from getting that attached because like i was only seeing the same five or six nexomon on my team and part of that's on me but in the game design of Nexomon, unlike Pokemon, uh, there are 
six elemental types and then normal type. So through those seven elements, you can grab just one of each special element and have that comprise your team. Mm -hmm. And then you, you can handle anything that is thrown at you. It doesn't matter what type of Nexomon you're facing because you have somebody on the bench that matches that. And that's different from Pokemon because Pokemon has much more elemental differentiations. So you can't just load up your team with all of the elements. You have to kind of pick and choose and like be like, well, I'm not going to have an answer for this, but this will do good enough damage against these certain things that it's worth having them on my team. So it makes you have to make really hard choices about your strategy and your team building for what you're going to be taking forward. But in Nexomon, when you can just have a team of six that hits every element, there's less incentive to swap out different Nexomon because you, you're already covered and you've been using them, so their level, levels are already high. And you've progressed to a point that if you wanted to go to a lower level Nexomon and boost them up to where the rest of your team is, it's hard to find the drive to do that. So that's another reason why you get locked into this kind of rote thing for building your team. So that's a bummer. Um, but I'm going to take a quick drink because I was just talking for 15 minutes without really stopping. So hold on real quick. Okay, great. Um, so throughout Nexomon, there are a few boss battles that you encounter. And in those boss battles, you are presented with this giant Nexomon. It is so freaking big. And in the classic Pokemon style, you are a small child, uh, which is a choice that I am still stymied by. Like, can't we make a... a Pokemon Nexomon type game where you're playing as a grown-up because like kids can play games where they play as grown-ups and we are shown in both of these worlds that grown-ups do this so if it's if if it's this really serious world-ending thing like so many of these stories have nowadays uh shouldn't shouldn't we be sending uh, somebody who knows how to do long division? I don't know. Why Why? Why is the 10-year-old getting sent on this mission? Just doesn't make sense to me. Anyways, so you're fighting against these giant bosses, and you are presented with a health bar that is 
huge. You know, you're looking at that HP and everything you've been fighting up to this point is like 200, maybe 300 HP. Like, not a ton. Uh, but like enough that it takes a few hits to take anything down, you know? So you hit these bosses and their HP is in the thousands. So it's a huge step up and they're so powerful that their level is literally just three question marks. It's not telling you how strong it is. So... That's intimidating, right? Right, but after the first one, I was like, okay, we're going to be doing that multiple times, so I need to make my team super beefy for any time that I smell one of those boss encounters coming. So while the I kind of struggled with the first one, you know, I lost a couple of fighters. But, like, I didn't come anywhere close to getting knocked out. After that, I was super strong. And it made the other boss fights pretty trivial. And that wouldn't be a problem except within the story. No matter how well you do against a couple of those bosses, it doesn't matter if you beat them. The fight will end, and it will cut to the story where you have been knocked out and the boss is winning. And it's like, wait, no. <laughs> like... If you wanted to do a thing where the boss was so strong that we couldn't defeat them and I just get taken out, you can do that. RPGs do that, where you just have an unwinnable fight where they're so strong and it doesn't matter how much damage you do, you're never going to be able to whittle them away because the damage they're doing to you is just hitting too hard, so you have to spend your turns healing instead of pouring on damage. So that's that's kind of the thing that you would expect from a boss fight that within the story you lose, but within the gameplay you win. And the most egregious one of those, I... <laughs> I beat the boss in four moves. And I think I took maybe 75 HP damage. Like, it was not huge. And I just creamed this boss. And then it cuts, and I lost. And it was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, you, you barely did any damage to me. How can you possibly try to make me buy into that disconnect of winning the fight but also dying basically so that was a very very frustrating part and the second time it happened i actually put the game down for a couple of days and i was just like mad at it because 
in in a gameplay sense as you are designing your game you need to make sure that what your what your player is doing when they're playing is cohesive with whatever story you're telling otherwise that disconnect completely rips them out of the experience and so every time that happened i was just like why would you make that choice why would you put me into this fight and give me the opportunity to win i do win and then you tell me i didn't like that's that's the opposite of dopamine like it is the opposite feeling of accomplishment that you're supposed to be getting from a boss fight if you are allowed to win that boss fight again they could have changed that they could have made it so that boss fight isn't winnable but they didn't they put it in there to where it was just a normal fight and if you grinded it out and you took the boss down you win and so you have to plan for that in your story you have to make those things match up otherwise what is the point of what i'm doing in terms of the story that you're telling me if you're trying to tell your own story you have to make sure that you're taking me along with you. Uh, that's so important uh, when it comes to making a game. So, moving forward. You get to this point real close to the end of the game. And I've been pretty vague because, you know, they're a small team. It's a $10 game, so like... It's not even that big of an investment if you check it out. And I am coming down on the side of, yeah, check it out. That's that's where I'm at. You know, 10 bucks, sure. It's a great, great game to play while you're watching Netflix. You know, you can you can just be grinding it out in, in these matches and have something on in the background. It's great for that. And that's, that's why I'm not really getting into spoiler territory. I'm just kind of vaguely hinting at different things that happen. The one thing that I will say happens towards the end of the game is you find an item that might be my favorite item in all of gaming. Oh my god. It's the XP duplicator. And folks, ugh, ugh, I get weak thinking about it. Because when you pick it up, it says cannot be stacked with similar items. And you're like, I don't know what that means. Because the only similar item in my mind for what I have is the XP share. So I got a little nervous, and I was like, well, maybe they won't let you equip both of them at the same time. That would make sense, you know, can't have everything. But here's the thing, you can. You 
can have an XP duplicator and the XP share on your team at the same time. So you are just blasting through these random encounters and you are creaming everything. You are leveling up left and right. And that's when you get into exactly the type of grinding that I was talking about earlier where you get into such a cycle where you're just constantly healing, constantly refreshing that stamina, and you can't be stopped. And it's amazing. It's so amazing. Because you can power level the shit out of your team at this point, and it is awesome. It is so sick. So... When I got this item, my team was hovering around, like, level 55, 60, around in there. I get this item, I throw it on, and I power leveled my team all to level 100. And here's the thing, there's no level cap, so they kept going as I was getting the rest of the team up to 100. It was crazy so then i take my team that is all level 100 at least and i am destroying just absolutely destroying to the point where nexomon's kind of elite four style finale uh I beat every single one of them in one to two hits. That's it. I was so crazy overleveled that I just, I couldn't be stopped. I could not be stopped. And it was incredibly satisfying because... Like I said, the grinding was super fun. I was just watching a stream while I was doing it and just psh, a couple hours and then boom, there's another 40 levels and it just felt awesome because you, you feared nothing going into the end game. And I love that shit. I love feeling super powerful when I'm going into the finale of the game because I am a baby when it comes to difficulty straight up this is the easy mode gamer talking i play on easy because i want to finish shit i don't want to be banging my head against the wall against something that is probably really easy for people that have better hand control than i do but there's just some shit that i can't make my hands do it's just a problem that I have to deal with. Don't you think I wish I was better at Shovel Knight? Fucking love Shovel Knight, but I'm terrible at it. And so I, if, if I can grind my way to Easy Street, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You are so appreciated. Thank you. So, as I was going through Nexomon, I 
was having a pretty good time. I was having a pretty good time, especially for the price. Can't complain. Like this, it like twist my arm. Ten bucks to play an old school style Pokemon game, except all of the art is at least okay. So in the overworld, uh, the art is very Unity, uh, because I mean it was made using Unity. So if you've played an RPG that was built in Unity, you can kind of get the idea of how the main world looks and how you interact with it um definitely that style but the place where nexomon really really shines is once you get into battle now the battle animations themselves pretty basic pretty pretty basic but the 2d art that they have for all of the Nexomon is so crisp, so clean. It looks so good. And if if there was a Pokemon game that had hand-drawn 2D animation for the Pokemon instead of, you know, 3D models, I know we all love 3D models, but, like, there's certain Pokemon that just look better flat. There's some that just work better in 2D, and the translation of those Pokemon to three dimensions hasn't done them favors. So going to this really elegant, hand-drawn style, I think it would look awesome, because it makes Nexomon stand out so much. And that is where the personality of the Nexomon comes in. And... Because it is, you know, pretty light animation, there's not a lot of variation, but what's there feels good. It feels good, and it makes it makes you get this thing as a, li a living thing. You get into it that way. So, I really appreciate the way that the battles look. It's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Uh, and I was playing on Switch, and like... So, like, the the Switch isn't the strongest console, obviously. And not only that, I was playing the Switch in handheld mode. So I was at 720p on this game. And it still looked gorgeous in those battles. Like I said, Overworld, eh, eh, it's, it, it's fine. It's fine. Totally, totally fine. Especially for the price those battles Ooh, that's some good shit that's some real good shit but i think that is pretty much all i have to say about nexomon uh i'm not sure which one I, or which game i will be doing next time because i'll probably do these once a week and i have a lot of games that i have played recently that i haven't really talked about uh, and especially games that I know that uh, Kelsey would not care about because Kelsey would not care about this game. Guarantee it. I wouldn't. I, I mean, I've talked for half an hour about this fucking game. She wouldn't have been able to put up with that. Uh, so, like, that's why I have this dumb thing, so I can go on a rant 
a bit and review it. Um, so who's to say what game I'll be doing next week? But until then, because I am just doing this on my own, obviously, uh, I want to try and get a little more listener interaction. Uh, so I set up an email, uh, which is maydayarcadepod at gmail.com. Uh, so I want to hear from you. I want to hear what you're playing. I want to hear if you've played Nexomon and what you thought of it. Uh, is there anything that I should check out? You know, is there a hidden gem on the Switch store that uh, you think that I would really dig? I want to hear about it. Um, so again, that's maydayarcadepod at gmail.com. Let me hear it. Uh, and we'll... We'll kind of get this into a back and forth thing, you know? Maybe, maybe it'll be fun. I don't know. This is the first time I've done anything like this. Um, but something that I will do is I'm going to be keeping track of the games that I have played. And you know me. If you're a long-time listener, you know I love ranking stuff. You know I love that 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 ranking, like every story ever, you know, list. I'm into that. So, once I get to ten games, I'm gonna be creating my own list. I'm gonna start off ranking those first ten games, and then from then on, every game that I talk about. It's going on the list, and I'll have to kind of determine where I would rank it uh, among everything else that I've been talking about. Um, but yeah, uh, hopefully, hopefully this was fun. Hopefully it wasn't boring. I don't know. I tried. I tried to make it at least a little interesting, you know. Um, but let me know what you think. And uh, until then, this has been Mayday Arcade, and uh, I've been Maddie. Bye.